science is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode five. Episode five. Of wow. Downey First Christian Church podcast. Again, th- I feel like we started like this before in the sense that we don't know what the name actually is. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the at the YouTube uh, video, you're going to see that this is DFCC podcast. Yeah. We haven't really named it yet. We've yeah. got DFCC podcast. We've got the Lockdown, lockdown. podcast. Is it the mm-hmm. Lockdown podcast or just the Lockdown? Uh, I think the Lockdown podcast is lockdown cool podcast. just to like... Uh, you know, so people are familiar, like, this is a podcast. I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, Down Knee Podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I mean, we've said it every week, but we haven't really decided really um, what the name is. And we're just also trying to figure out what this podcast is going to turn into <laughs> yeah. as we go along. Right, right. Um, so if you have any any ideas for names, uh, what do you think, Adrian? Oh, Adrian. Still like the and Adrian's the youth, you know. Adrian, That's true. Adrian is the future. How so. old are you, Adrian? 17. 17. Adrian is 17. 17. So he's cool still. Yeah. Wow. Turning 18 this year. Going to be an adult. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. So, hey, I'm going to jump right into it, man. Yeah, let's go. So let's do it. We, I, I called you this week, or I texted you this week, and I was saying, hey, I think we should talk about um, depression. Depression, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But that was, I think it was either the day of or the day before um, the Capitol Hill mm. was... Yeah. you know, stormed by some people. And so I'm like, we got these two big topics. Yeah. I think one, we could, we could hit both of them if you want. We can yeah. hit one of them. Um, so I think almost the events that happened at the Capitol mm. can cause depression mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I think, I think it, I'd rather just focus. If we're going to focus on one today, yeah. it'd be the Capitol. Then maybe it could lead into depression. Okay, sure. But um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on what happened? I, in a nutshell, I think it's a disgrace. I think it's sad. I think it's despicable. I know. And also, I'm not saying that um, all conservatives, all Trump supporters, I'm not saying that that embodies you. Because we know that even in the Black Lives Matter protest, the people who were looting and burning buildings down, that does not embody the people who are fighting for their lives. Mm. Just like how um, what happened at the Capitol does not fully embody all conservatives or all Trump supporters. It, it doesn't. Yeah. We can't. Extremes are dangerous, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah. anyways, we'll we'll go more into that. What, what, do, what, no, do you, what are mean, your thoughts? Again, this is so I mean, any anytime you talk about politics, you talk about social issues or you talk about even doctrinal stuff, there's always going to yeah. be a little bit of tension. But here's the thing that I will say, um, counting myself as really ignorant as far as details about politics and all that kind of stuff. I know people that know so much more than I, way more than I do. But I think in, as a general thing, first of all, when I heard what happened, I'm like, I don't even want to see it. Mm. I saw this picture on my Man. phone and I'm like, I can't, I just can't. It so hurts. I just took, I took a whole day and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I told my son, Justin, cause he wanted to talk about it. Yeah. He's my son, Justin, 17 years old. And he's, you know, he's got opinions about stuff and he's yeah. learning. And I'm like, Justin, honestly, I don't want to talk about it today. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but let me just, let this go for for now and try to focus on what the main thing is. Yeah. Um, but so when I think about what happened, here's here's the problem, and this is on both sides. Hundred percent. If you're conservative, if you're um, you know whatever political leaning that you have, um, there's always this fringe group of people that speak the loudest. Yeah. There's a fringe group of people. It's on the left. It's on the right. Um, that 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 speak the loudest. And so we're all thrown into the same category, mm. you know? And so Unfortunately. since these things happen, it's like, okay, see, so like if you're a Trump supporter, see, this is, this is what you guys do. 
right? Mm -hmm. And on the other side, you know, the other riots also, hey, see, this is this is what your political party did. It's like, dude, I wasn't there. Yeah. I wasn't doing any of it. Why but, are you telling me yeah, that that's exactly. what that's that's what I am if right. I was not the person yeah. doing any of those 100%. things? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And so I think that that what happens is that there's a lack of nuance in the sense that you can't have a political view or, or even a religious view or doctrinal view that is nuanced, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, it's not gonna, we're not exactly the same on the views that we have. Right. There's no way for us to be yeah. the same because we're different. Exactly. You know? I think that's what frustrates me is that there's these assumptions that, okay, that's your group. That's, that's, see, they just, you're just making my point. Right. 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 And same thing as on, on both sides. And, so, yeah. And the same thing can be said of like, of, of Christians mm. is like, you see a pastor cheating on his wife mm. and like, look at you, all of you guys are hypocrites. Correct. It's like, well, yes, we are. Every single person is a hypocrite yeah. in to a degree, but like you can't just group, like, like I just said, extremes are so dangerous. Yeah. Extremes. Like it does not embody the whole mm. of, of the entirety of what it is. Like yeah. there's always going to be extremists on, on any side, Yeah. on any side. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it, it's just a shame. Yeah. It's just a shame. Yeah. Do you think there's anything good that's come out of this? In other words, like, like, I don't know when it was the riots that were happening as a result of black lives matter or the riots as a result of, you know, just whatever side of the political spectrum you're at, it's almost like, okay, so now it's kind of evened <laughs> out a little bit. So like everyone's right. left without any excuses. Yeah. You know, true. so is that, what 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 happens now i think the silver lining is mm. i mean i what i see is now since if we want to talk extremes and if we want to look at extremes since both sides have been absolutely polarized mm. because of these catastrophic events mm -hmm. um i think we can be caught up um in talking about the little details that go in with law that go in with systemic things those things may or may not be true. I'm not, I'm not making a claim on that. I don't yeah. know enough to mm -hmm. make a claim on that. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that now that both sides have been polarized, it gives us the opportunity as a nation, as a human race, to, to either stay in our box, mm. uh, in our limited scope of thinking, mm -hmm. or, to under, or to step onto the other side, step into the other side, step into another realm of thinking, and be a little bit more um, diverse in our thought, mm. be a little bit more um, dynamic, mm -hmm. you know, in our thinking, because if whether you're a conservative, liberal, Green Party, I don't I don't know. I'm not the most politically educated person, nor this is the first I didn't vote like four years ago because I didn't have enough knowledge. This year I finally voted. Um, but whatever party you're at, whatever, wherever you've been, Every, like you just said, every human being, there's no two human beings the same. Mm -hmm. Even you and Danny, your wife, mm -hmm. I'm sure have different views on some Dude, things. we agree on everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, me and um, Victoria. Shout out, Victoria. You listening. Shout out. <laughs> My girlfriend, for you don't know. Um, we don't agree mm -hmm. on everything. You know, our methodology, whatever. But this is a moment in human history where we can either be... I'm just going to stay on my little conservative box mm. or my little liberal box. Mm. Or my, this is a moment where we can expand our thinking, expand our 
the way that we think and our understanding of another human being, yeah. of another person, whether or not we believe that it's right or wrong. Mm. I mean, I look at the story of Jesus mm. um, uh, and the, the good Samaritan, mm. right? We love that story. Mm. And so the Samaritan was his enemy, right? Like it was supposed to be, yeah. It was supposed to be his yeah. enemy. Mm-hmm. And um, what the, the good Samaritan does to the Jewish man who is broken half dead on the side is mm. he comes off of his animal mm. and it, the first thing, it doesn't say he corrected him. It doesn't say he, he, uh, if you, and if you want to look this story up, it's Luke chapter 10, 25 through 37. Um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't try to correct him. He doesn't try to criticize him. The first thing the Samaritan does when he sees a half dead Jewish man on the ground, he gets off the animal. And the first thing is he showed compassion, Mm. showed compassion Mm. in this time. I would, if I'm being bold, I would challenge liberals and people who are of the other, other, other side to go and show compassion to your conservative friends. Mm. One of the first things I did, I'm not trying to say this is what I oh, praise me for what I did. Yeah. One of the first things I did is I texted a couple of my Trump supporting friends and I just said, and my conservative friends. And I said, I'm sorry mm. that they are making you look like this. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And when the black lives matter thing was happening, I said, I'm so sorry that there's people who are ridiculing your movement. Mm. I don't think, you know, and it's like, that's, I'm trying to expand my thinking. Yeah. I'm trying to be compassionate. Right. I'm right. trying to listen and hear some, but we like to talk. We like to talk. I love to, we are living is based yeah. off of talking yeah. a lot. Yeah. We talk for a living. You know, we talk for a living. Like I love to talk as you can tell with this little monologue that I've gone on, but this is an opportunity now where we can, we can go listen mm. to somebody else and hear somebody else and be more human yeah. than we have been instead of being like stop thinking about i'm but i'm a conservative or mm. i'm a liberal stop thinking about that mm. we're humans first yeah just like the the good samaritan he didn't he didn't see a jewish person on the ground he didn't see a white person black person Latino. he didn't see nothing he saw a half dead human being and needed his help mm. and we can say the same thing about people who were storming the capital or um, people who have been looting yeah. or people who are on a different side, a different strain of thought of thinking yeah. than we have been. We could look at them and be like, you know what? I may not agree with you. We may not have the same views even, mm. but the thing we share is humanity. We, yeah. we're, we're humans. And um, even bigger than that is, especially if we're the church, and this is a whole different topic is mm. church unity. Mm-hmm. But if we're the church, let's put that aside and let's, let's be unified. Yeah. Let me show compassion and let me listen. Yeah. I I love what you say about compassion and about starting with compassion. I I, I like the whole idea of that should be our default. Yeah. Like we should start with compassion. Yeah. Hey, I might disagree with you. I think I can pick point a bunch of things that I I can disagree with you on, but I start with, with, with feeling. So compassion means um, feeling the same thing that the other person's feeling. Mm. That's what compassion, that's what the word compassion means is that you, you become, you cry with those who cry. Right. And you laugh with those who laugh. So what you're feeling, I'm going to feel that first. Yeah. So I'm going to try to connect with your feeling. Right. Start with that. Start with I that. I think that's how we make a difference. Hey, we can talk about a bunch of stuff, but if you don't 
he, if you don't know how much I care, you're not going to care how much I know. Yeah. Right. Wow. I heard that from, uh, I think John Maxwell said that once. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. If uh, they won't care how much you know, unless they know how much you care. Wow. So you start with compassion and that's yeah. what Jesus did. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he saw the multitudes and he felt compassion and He felt compassion because he saw, him. you know, one of the thoughts I had the other day about compassion is that Jesus knows everything <laughs> and he saw the crowds yeah. and he knew everything. Like he knew, like, here's the thing. He knew everything. Every person that he was looking at in that crowd, yeah. he knew how sinful they were. He knew how their sin was going to put him on the cross. The first thing that he felt for them wasn't anger, wasn't frustration, wasn't wanting to get back, to get even. It was compassion. Yeah. That's where he starts. Dude, if we do that, like if we live that out, we'll change the world. 100%. Because our default is, oh, you disagree with me? I'm going to dig my heels in and right. I want to make a point. And make a, yeah. I heard a guy once say, you know, sometimes we're so focused on making a point that we forget that we're not called to make a point. We're called to make a difference. <laughs> My gosh, everybody, right? Pastor Josh is dropping one-liners today. Dude, this is crazy. We are not called to make a point. <laughs> we are called to make a difference. Yeah, that's so good. Because you know what points are? They're noises that we make with our mouth. Oh it's just information. Gosh. Yeah. And at our church, we say information, like in Spanish, we say información sin, tra- información sin transformación es una ilusión, which yeah. means information without transformation is an illusion. It doesn't, it doesn't rhyme in English, but it's basically that information is for transformation. Yeah. Right? 100%. And so the other thing that I'll, that, I, that I'll say about that is John chapter 17. This is a prayer that Jesus does. He prays for his disciples, and then he prays for those who will come to believe. Yeah. Right? And he prays for unity. He says mm. that they will be one just as you and I are one, just talking about Jesus and the father, just as you and yeah. I are one so that, so that they may believe right. that you have sent me. Mm. So in other words, when we're united, when we're united, we become credible. It's true. So if we're, di- if we're, di- if we're disunited, we become like, d- nobody cares what we're, what we stand for right. because Hey, if we can't even be, on the same page with what we believe, yeah. why should any, why anyone should else anybody? believe, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. But there's a difference between, I think this is, this is really important. There's a difference between unity and unanimity. Mm. It's not the same thing. Mm. It's not the same thing. Unanimity is basically impossible because being uni- unanimous is almost an impossibility because right. we're always going to have different perspectives. Right. We're not going to be exactly the same in everything that we believe. I don't know yeah. if I'm using the term right, unanimity, but it's basically thinking exactly the exactly, same, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can be unified. Mm. And, you, and, the, and there's a price of unanimity. So there's a price that you pay for unity, and the price is unanimity. In other words, even if we disagree, we're going to stick together. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And I think that as a church, we have a lot to learn right. with that. You know, because right. like, we're not going to agree on everything, but if we agree to disagree, that's powerful. Yeah. You know, 100%. And so when we bring that to politics and we bring that to all those different things, it's like, "Mm," you know, at least we have. So in this, in all this chaos, it becomes very negative and people get really sad and they get really discouraged and they start to lose hope. Yeah. But when the, when the, um, when that's, when it's the darkest is when the light shines the brightest. It's very true. So that is, so what we see as something very sad, which it is, People dying of COVID, political unrest, social unrest, everything. This is a chance for us as a church to shine the brightest. Right. 
Because this is where we have our hope, right? This is yeah. the actual hope. Yeah. Not the fake hope, not right. the political hope or that, hey, next president is, is going to make everything better. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people still <laughs> believe that. Yeah. They still think that if we get the right president, <laughs> that finally we're going to get to that, you know, moment right. where everything's going to be great. Right. I mean, how do you think that as a church, how do we reach that, that, moment of compassion or the the f compassion becoming our first instinct how do how do we get there because i mm. think like even for me i have to denounce some judgment i gotta i gotta turn away from like mm. uh from my perspective yeah and understanding that i have a limited scope i have most of my friends are believers yeah. in christ how yeah. do i like not even on a political sense, but just on from believer to unbeliever. How is my first response compassion? What is what is like what is the ingredient to that? It's hard. I think you have to keep your ego in check is the main mm. thing because we want to like the ego is probably the most uh, detrimental thing. You know, uh, pride is at the root of all evil. Right. Yeah. It's at the root of it. Right. It's where everything starts. Yeah. And so when you keep your ego in check, when you keep your pride in check, um, it becomes a lot easier um, because when you see something wrong, so you can have two reactions. When you see something wrong or something unjust or something that someone's doing that is not right, so we can do one of two things. We can go over and we can say, hey, dude, that was wrong what you just did, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and you'll be right because, the, because maybe he was doing something wrong. But, but there's, a, there's a difference because you're making it about you wanting for the other person to know that you're right and they're wrong. That's ego driven. Mm. Now, when you start with the premise that that person has a reason why they're doing what they're doing and you know that there's a bigger story. Yeah. Like, for example, someone's, you know, um, I don't even, you know, their addictions or their 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 life choices or their sexual orientation or the pain that they, like anything that you think needs to be corrected about that person. Our tendency is to start with the correction part, mm. right? Because we have the, we have the verse and we have the yeah. stories and we know right, right. what's wrong about that. That's not compassion. Mm. That's not compassion because you're not identifying with the pain of the person. Right. You're trying to correct them. That's not what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus when he when he talked, I feel like we talked about this the other day when he uh, saw the the woman caught in adultery. You know, he started with um, he didn't start with go and sin no more. He started with um, he said, neither do I condemn you. Yeah. I think we have to model the same way. Like we know how to correct people. If we've read the scriptures, we know right, wrong, whatever, but we start with a compassion in the sense that we connect with a person first. Yeah. But to do that, you have to keep your ego in check because yeah. we like being right. Right. We like being right. right. And when you don't care about being right, you just care about, the, you actually care about the heart of the person. Yeah. It changes. It changes. hundred percent. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, I think it's where is your security? Mm. You know, is my security in my information mm. or is my insecure is my security in, in Jesus? Yeah. You know, is it in in the personhood of hope in the mm. in the person who embodies true compassion, mm. real compassion? Is yeah. it in him or is it in my is it in me, my flawed human mind? Yeah. You know, where. I think like um, I'm reading the book you gave me, uh, mm. Chad Veach's book. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, and I, it's so good. Um, and help, it, I work with people. Help, right? I work help, with people. I work with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome because um, it's got like a lifesaver on it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like a light, yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. um, shout out Chad Veach. If you mm -hmm. ever listen to this, we love you here, um, and Zoe Church. But um, anyways, 
uh, he a big theme he talks about is leading yourself. Mm. Um, and I think that's, we can lead, mm. we can talk about leading people. We can yeah. talk about, you know, leading your family, leading, but you can't do any of that until you lead yourself first. Correct. And what he means by that is when you have emotions, when you have uh, frustrations, when you have um, things in your life that don't go your way, take all of that, lay it out mm. and have control over those emotions mm. and over those reactions instead of letting those things control you. Right. You know, right. and I think that's how we can get to compassion is and that's how how we can be secure in in who christ is because mm -hmm. when we when you know who you are in christ and you see like these negative um emotions coming in yeah and trying to stir you to do something too quickly mm. then you can say nope i know who i am in christ let me look at these things these emotions that are valid yeah but let me like let me wrangle them right and right, let me right. let me let my let me have composure mm. rather than acting out of emotion yeah so no that i love that yeah. being secure in, in, in watching your ego for sure. I love that. I love what you said about identity, just mm -hmm. knowing who you are in Christ, yeah. you know, cause a lot of times we make the, the gospel and scripture and, you know, the whole Christian experience about behavior modification. In other words, this is how you're supposed to live mm -hmm. as opposed to this is who you are right, in Christ. Right, yeah. We talk about this as an organization too. We've talked about this, you know, with our staff and our teams is that, um, so we have seven core values that we, that we, uh, that we, uh, have, um, I'm, I was deciding if I'm going to say them or not, cause I don't want to mess it up. So we <laughs> I have got seven you back here. Okay. So, so, uh, Jesus is our pursuit. Yeah. People are our passion. Hope is our flag. Worship is our spirit. Uh, service is our heartbeat. Excellence is our standard and generosity is our privilege. Let's so go. That's our seven core values. And now the reason why I mentioned that is because this is not what we do. This is who we are. And mm -hmm. so whenever we're like talking, uh, one of the, the big things that we've talked about is that we have to have a lot of awkward conversations with people. Like yeah. it's important because, because, um, you know, when you're creating a culture, it's a mixture of, it's a combination of what you create and what you allow. Yeah. And so you have to create the culture, but also you have to make sure that you're not allowing certain things. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that we talk about when we're having these awkward conversations with staff or whoever we're doing it with is that we don't have to say, this is, this is, um, what you have to do, or this is what you don't have to do. This, no, 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 this is who we are. Yeah. And this is who we're not. Who we're it's, not. it's an identity mm -hmm. thing. And right. that's kind of a, a, a thing that, that we try to model off of, you know, how we try to imitate Jesus. Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily imitate the things that he does, which we do, but we want to understand who we are in him. In him. Yeah. You know, that's so it. it's, it's an identity thing. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's not, it's because we are followers of Christ. Yeah. But if we're honest, we get left behind all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why we're in Christ. Yeah. You know, union with Christ. Yeah. So, so that's why, like, the scriptures always say, be in Christ. Yes. In Christ. Those who are in Christ. Yeah. It's not those who follow Christ. I mean, because we do follow Christ, obviously. Jesus is our pursuit. Yes. But we're always going to get left behind. So that's right. why we are our identity has to be in Christ. And when it's in Christ, then Christ is also in us as the, yeah. as the Holy spirit. And it's like, that's why, um, it's so important to understand who we are. Yeah. Cause from that out of the heart, the, the, the mouth speaks, of course. Right. Yes. So if, if what's in your heart is just merely my liberal views or my conservative views or my green party views, but if that's all that's in your heart, then yeah. that's what's going to flow out. Correct. But if, if, Jesus and the Holy Spirit is within you. And yeah. I, I'm not going to say all Christians are perfect. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm far from that. Yeah. Cause I still slip up, 
But if if he is if he is in us, yeah. If the Holy Spirit is in us and we're in him, yeah. Out of the heart is going to speak things of life. That's awesome. Things of joy, things of compassion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So can you can you talk a little bit about? So is there a cha- so you're saying there's a chapter in the book that's on leading yourself? There, I mean, it there is a designated a chapter. Okay. But it's he he. He, I'm like, I'm a little bit more halfway through the book and he like, he spreads that out through like, it's like a huge theme in the oh, whole book. Okay, okay. It's like, it's always coming back to making sure you're leading yourself, yeah. taking control of your emotions. Yeah. That's how you can be effective because when you're, when you let your emotions drive you, mm. you, you make, we make, we can tend to make dumb decisions sometimes. Yeah. But when you understand the mission of your organization, mm. the mission of your life, your life, yeah. um, then you can, you can really make better educated decisions that will help not only yourself, mm. but like your team and the people who um, you're around on a daily basis. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I like that whole idea. That could be a whole topic for, for a podcast, just leading yourself. You mm-hmm. know, I saw this guy once um, he had this, this example and I think I saw a video of it. I don't know if it was live. I can't remember, but I saw this guy who had this big, like clear vase and he, he was doing, I can't remember the details of it, but he said, you know, he put a bunch of rocks in there, like big rocks. Mm. And he's like, is that, is that full? And everyone's like, yeah, it's full. It's like, no, no, it's not full. Then he started dumping pebbles in it. And the pebbles started taking up all mm. the loose spaces. And they're like, is that full now? And they're like, yeah, now it's full. He's like, no. And so he starts pouring sand in it. Yeah. And the sand starts taking up all the, the empty spaces. Wow. And like, is it full now? And they're like, yeah, no, it's not full. He said he keeps, and then he dumps water in it. Yeah. And then he fills it up. I don't remember what the point was. But the reason why I bring that up is because... Um, if he would have started the other way around, like if he would have started like with the sand, that he wouldn't have any space for the big, yeah, those big rocks. Right. I think the same can be true in life. Like we can get overwhelmed by a lot of a lot of little things that can take up all the space. Mm. But if we start with the core things, like the three or four things that yeah. are those core things, and we put those in our life That's first, good. you know, then everything else will will take the, the the place that is appropriate for it. Right. So I would ask this question of you. Um, what are those core things in your life? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the answer, that's fine. I don't want yeah. to put you on the spot, but I think for everyone, it's important for us to have those three or four things that are right. essential. Like th- these are my non-negotiables. Yeah. Like 100%. non-negotiables. These are like, for me, it's my Bible reading, mm-hmm. like my quiet time. That's, that's one of those, you know, things in my schedule that is not going to move. Yeah. The other thing is, is working out. I'm going to work out, you know, no matter what, yeah. that's just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on my schedule and I'm going to do it. And so there's a few, things like that in my life mm-hmm. that I think are important, but it's true also in an organization. Yeah. Like we have one-on-ones with our staff every week and then we have our, our uh, staff meeting once a week. And those are like core things that are easily, you can easily put them in the back burner, mm-hmm. but if you don't have those core things that all the little things take up all the space right. and then you don't know really where you're going. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about, um, I mean, methodology, just obviously like scripture reading Mm. silence Mm. that has become an essential when I don't have 10 minutes of literally nothing like no music no no me not talking Mm. no nothing not being on my phone if I don't have those 10 minutes of silence I'm gonna like I go crazy yeah like just this the phone is crazy because you get too many things stop you don't stop on on it you know and so um I think yeah 100% Mm. 100% so Bible reading and then um, prayer slash just 
complete quiet time. Yeah. You know, complete quiet. Yeah. I, I'm not good so. at that. <laughs> no, I need yeah. to get better at that. So this Sunday, uh, last Sunday, we had um, something. We, we added something to the service that I absolutely yeah. loved. Yeah. And so what we do is after the message, we have, uh, we have so for, you, for those of you who aren't part of our church, so we have service every Sunday. We have a service at 10, which is a, our English service, and then 1130, our Spanish service. So we have a moment in the service where we take what we call communion. And it's, we take the, the, the body of Christ that's represented with the bread and then the, the juice that represents the, the blood of Jesus. And normally what I do is I'll, I'll end my message and I'll talk briefly about communion and then we'll all take communion together and then we're off to the next thing. Mm-hmm. This Sunday we did it differently. We took a pause. Yeah. We took two minutes and we just stopped everything yeah. and just allowed for people to just dwell and think about, um, you know, the death and resurrection of Jesus as they were taking the emblems. And so... That was surprising to me how meaningful it was yeah. just having that moment of silence, right? you know, because my life, your life too, is very loud. There's <laughs> a lot of things going on. And so when yeah. you say that you take 10 minutes a day in silence, um, that's something that I think I need to start doing. It's, it's, it's the best thing I could have ever started doing, to How be do honest. How do you quiet your mind? Because my mind will go everywhere. <laughs> oh, if it's my, not focused it's, on something, it's going to go everywhere. It still goes everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the way I do it is literally just through breathing. Mm. And when I, I imagine when I breathe that I breathe in the Holy Spirit. And then when I exhale, I exhale like my anxiety. Are you saying fear. anything like some sort of a mantra or something? Sometimes. Most times I just breathe in and breathe out. And I just imagine breathing in the spirit, breathing out anxiety, breathing in the spirit, like breathing out fear, mm. breathing in the spirit, breathing out depression, whatever, you know, yeah. um, it's it's the best. And if I don't get to it, I do it in the car. Okay. You know, on my way, on my drive, I'm focusing on the drive, but I'm also like, all I hear is like street light, right, uh, you know, right, right. other cars. Just don't close like your that. eyes when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but so, I mean, that's as far as like methodology, but like those, the rocks I think are just, you know, God, mm. number one over everything. Yeah. Um, if you're a youth out there, don't. Don't listen to the lies of this world. Mm. Jesus is the way. I mean, if you're just watching, Jesus is the way. Yes. But since I'm like the youth guy, you know, I want you to hear this from a dude, from, from the, the, the less experienced rascally guy between the two of us. I still think Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Adrian, Jesus is the way, bro. Yes. Um, so Jesus, number one. Uh, secondly, I think. I could say family and friends. Um, that's like just a given, but mm. I think more broad would just be human, human beings. Mm. It's kind of going back to yeah. um, the idea, like what we started with, yeah. with the capital is like, I was watching the the stuff on the news and I couldn't believe mm. my eyes. Um, and I was thinking those are still human beings. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's so hard to yeah. think like, like I'm just being blind. Like I have to value those people. Yeah. Like it's hard to start with compassion with them. God right? values them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just seem like a bunch of jerks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's just being honest. Yeah. But that's the nature of, of our God. Yeah. Is he values those people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's not my place to say, uh, their relationship with God. And I, I also want to say, if you are using Jesus to, to push your agenda, mm. please stop right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please stop right now because Jesus is not, uh, he's not a conservative. He's not a liberal. He's not a Republican. He's mm-hmm. not Democrat. He's King. He's God. He's yeah. Lord over everything. Amen. You know? 
that's he's the messiah yeah and one thing that um i, I posted this week was um you know, and I really think this is a whole different tangent. It's just mm-hmm. how I believe our voices really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, as young people too, Adrian, and young people out there, your voice matters. Yeah. But don't think it matters too much. So there's a, there's a line we got to walk. Yeah. Anyways, one thing I posted this, this week that got a lot of um, love, surprisingly, was um, I posted this post that said, I don't have faith in hum- human ability. I have faith um, in Jesus. People yeah. are always going to let me down. Yeah. People will always let us down. And the reality is what happened at the Capitol, what happened over the summer with the looting, people are going to let us down. Yeah, They're going to let us down. But Jesus is the only one. Psalm 75, 6 through 7, it says, um, promotion comes not from the east nor the west nor the south. It's God who puts one down and sets one up. Amen. You know, Amen. so... Um, it's, uh, wow. We, what a great reminder. We, that, yeah, yeah. Right. We can't rely so much on, on human ability. We can Correct. value humans, but we can't put our f- hope in right. humans. Right. Right. Our hope is in Jesus. That's right. So those, those are my rocks. Dude, what a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> How much time do we have? I don't know. What time is it? Yeah, we've been going for like 35. Okay. I think we're good. Yeah. We're good. We'll keep some for, awesome. for the, for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, is we there anything you want to add? Um, if you're youth, uh, we are kicking off January 22nd, um, in person. If you'd like to be here, please be here. Hit Friday. us, hit it's us a Friday, up. Right? Friday? It's a Friday, mm-hmm. 7 to 10 PM. We have a lot of fun. I know the pandemic is still going on, but we're distanced. We're, we are wearing masks. We're safe. So if you are anywhere in middle school or high school and you stumbled upon this, or you're just listening to this with your parents, Friday, January 22nd. Our student ministry is um, launching again, and um, it's going to be so much fun. I'd love to have you there. All right, you guys. Love you guys. See you next time. All right. God bless you.